Hello. In this episode of Gareth Jones on Speed, I get to drive around in a Rolls Royce quite a lot. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, actually on hushed tones if I'm honest, because as we speak I'm steering a Rolls Royce Wraith around a little country village somewhere in the south of England, Billinghurst apparently, it sounds like it was made up and it's almost some kind of lunatic fantasy that I'm in. I get to drive lots of very wonderful cars on Gareth Jones on speed, but to have access to a Rolls-Royce for a week is quite something, and it's something I want to share with you guys. I'm going to report what it's like to enjoy what is arguably the finest motor car in the world. What does that do to a person? How good is the world's greatest car? And what does it feel like to drive around in what is arguably the number one status symbol? No, I hope I'm a modest chap. You know, Methodist upbringing and all that. And driving around in a quarter of a million pound white Rolls Royce coupe is quite a powerful statement. I have to say I'm loving it. It's already very romantic. And I don't just mean the idea of owning and driving a Rolls-Royce, which is something I'm sure, as a car fan, you'll understand. We've all fantasised, imagined at some point. Well, I'm actually doing it, and that's a remarkable thing. I have to thank Alex Goy from Carfection for this. You may remember we did an episode of On Speed where we did it live, 10 years on speed, in front of an audience and Alex was a guest and Alex revealed that James Warren who does PR at Rolls-Royce listens to Gareth Jones on speed they had a conversation and between them had secretly arranged an opportunity for me to go and have the factory tour and get a car I had to say yes it was so exciting an idea I couldn't say yes immediately I actually had to sit back and think about this and think okay <laughs> When's going to be the best time to do this? I need to really think about this. So I chose the time very carefully. And as it turned out, I was asked to go up to North Wales to perform quite a respectable civic duty in the town I was brought up in for the first 18 years of my life, a little town called Hollywell, very important to me. And I thought, as it's a civic occasion, I'll turn up in a civic car if I can. So I contacted Rolls-Royce and I said, I couldn't have a car for that trip. Yes, Gareth, they said. So that's what I'm doing. I'm off up to North Wales to turn on the Christmas lights in a car which is itself an extraordinary spectacle of light in its own right. It shines. It's white. It's white on the inside. It's white on the outside. In fact, it's in two colours. There's sort of a slightly off white, grey white for the lower part of the car, almost like a moon white and then a pearlescent creamier sided white for the main centre body of the car because Rolls Royce of course you have a car in two colours, isn't that nice? Oh, and the name the Wraith, yeah, Rolls Royce choose all their names to evoke the spirit of 
phantoms, spirits, wraith, ghost. You get it? And that's right, because it's a quiet, whispery thing, this thing. It really is. I'm talking in hushed tones, have you noticed? Not even talking in my normal conversational voice. I'm doing 40 miles per hour around a wiggly country lane. This car, I've got to give it a name. I've got to give it a nickname. I've got to, you know, anthropomorphise or do something to this event that gives me ownership of it. And I thought, hey, what would I call it? I can't call it the Rolls, can I? I can't say the Roller. I can't say a Rolls-Royce Wraith. What you got, a Rolls-Royce Wraith? What, with my lisp? So I thought I'd just call the car Par. If you're a Star Trek fan, you've possibly worked out already why I've called the car Par. You'd have to know what was going on in Deep Space Nine to understand that. The Par Wraiths were spirit people who occupied a different dimension to the one that we occupied. And so I call this car the Par Wraith. Or Penelope, perhaps. Because, of course, the coolest Rolls Royce ever. And there have been some cool Rolls Royces. I'll see if I can list a couple of them for you later. But the coolest Rolls Royce ever in my opinion, would have been Lady Penelope's Rolls-Royce with the registration Fab One. That thing was amphibious, it was cool, it was futuristic. And this thing has a touch of femininity about it. The steering wheel is purple. Yep, the steering wheel, the leather on the steering wheel is purple. Above me in my head, I've got the famous night sky star field in the head cloth which sounds like a gimmick but when you get in a car that's got it it's just really lovely gentle control light in the cabin really pleasant place to be it adds to the ambiance of the sheer beauty of riding along in par mm. but what's the drive experience like well i'll tell you when i've had a bit more i've only done 30 miles or so and i'm still acclimatizing and understanding the controls but it does everything for you, sir. Just put it in drive, sir, and the car will take care of it, sir. Don't worry, sir. It's very Rolls-Royce. I'm loving it. Terrified. I'm <laughs> shaking. Kitty not. Actually trembling. But I'm going to, you know, get cool with it, get relaxed with it, and become a Rolls-Royce owner. <laughs> you can make that journey with me. It'll be a very nice, very quiet, very pleasant journey. Gareth Jones on speed. Don't worry, sir. I'll take care of it. I mentioned earlier on that I would try and think of some cool Rolls Royces because there have been some very cool Rolls Royces. Lady Penelope's Fab One, of course, the coolest of them all, bar none. Other cool Rolls Royces include, well, I don't know if it was actually a Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce said it wasn't. There was a chap in the 1960s, the late 1960s, who built a car around a Rolls-Royce Merlin engine. And initially, when that car was first running, it had a Rolls-Royce badge, but Rolls-Royce took them to court and said, no, no, you have to take it off. And I tried to remember what the name of that car was. It had a great name. I can't quite remember. But that was an incredible Rolls-Royce. And I have to admit, whilst I'm driving around in this, because when I first saw that car, it was white. This being a white car with that huge bonnet, that massive bonnet out the front, it makes you feel like you're driving that. And it certainly throws you at the horizon like that car would. It's very good in straight lines, I would imagine, that car. This is quite good round corners, this one. All right, that's the first cool Rolls-Royce. Second cool Rolls-Royce was driven by Jules Holland and Roland Riveron. They made a TV series at Border Television in the 80s called Groovy Fellas. 
which was called that because that's almost the phrase that Jules used when he accidentally swore live on children's TV doing a trailer for the tube and it actually happened on my watch it was when i was hosting children's itv and that happened in one of the links i didn't see it because my links were pre-recorded but his bit was live so yeah groovy fellas he didn't say groovy fellas yet don't miss the tube be there or don't be groovy f- well it wasn't fellas however this series called groovy fellas had jules and roland riveron driving around together in a gold silver shadow 2 i think it was a real late 60s one but it had been chopped the cabin height was about half the height it had been before it was a very odd fantastically crazy almost steampunk looking thing and at the end of the series they drove it off a cliff i think if i remember absolutely wrote off the car it was an old second-hand one even in the 80s you know this was an old car but that was a very cool gold Rolls-Royce. And I really am of the opinion that the Rolls-Royce is arguably one of the most rock and roll cars. You think about driving them into swimming pools and people like Keith Moon. Yeah, rock and roll. Noddy Holder used to have a Rolls-Royce with the registration NDY82. But that was a Phantom 5, I think they called it. That big sort of limo that they did. The Queen used to ride around in one of those, I think. Okay, and the final cool Rolls-Royce were the Rolls that were built for the people in the days of the Raj who used to go out hunting tigers. Not a cool thing, I know. Hunting tigers, not cool. But this was a different age. The rules were different then. But they had Rolls Royces which were able to cross the savannah. They could go off-road. So the idea of Rolls Royce about to manufacture a car that goes off-road, they call it a high-riding car, sir. That's all they're saying. Is not as alien as a Bentley which does that sort of thing. Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. Discuss on Twitter or on the Gareth Jones on Speed Facebook page. Which is going to be cooler, a Rolls-Royce off-roader or a Bentley off-roader? Right, I'm still on the road and still doing 50 miles per hour. Oh, hey, just at that point, the speed restriction ends. So I have to concentrate now. Can you hear the ticking of the indicator? It's that old Rolls-Royce joke, isn't it? You can hear the clock ticking, sir. I wish you could see the situation I'm in at the moment. I know I'm hyper-stimulated. I'm overexcited because I've got a Rolls-Royce and it's beautiful. But I've just driven through villages with English flags flying. At the same time, I was crossing over a bridge over a little river which had flooded there'd been some torrential storm come through is it called angus in the last couple of days had flooded a little river flooding this field and on this field there were ducks and geese and swans swans swimming around in this deep water around the overflooded river and the most incredible sunset backdrop in incredible pink and blue clouds 3d stuff you know like the opening from a movie like someone had cranked the color up you know been through photoshop or posterized the color and i sailed through silently listening to sigur ross 
on the sound system on this car and this has got the biggest sound system or the most advanced sound system in any Rolls Royce ever in this particular model of car I'm told I'm going to research that I'll find out a little about the spec of this car and tell you more but the basics you'll know 6.75 litre V12 twin turbocharged 600 and something horsepower 600 and adequate I think you'll find it is just adequate so fastest most powerful Rolls Royce ever wow <laughs> they put me in it what were they thinking Gareth Jones on speed don't worry sir I'll take care of that when you're given a fantastic car to drive around you always think I should go somewhere appropriate with the car find somewhere suitable that sort of completes the story and the route I've just come now from Goodwood took me over Barnes Bridge which is roughly where Mark Boland died in what was it 1977 Mark Boland who died in a mini Clubman 1275 GT I believe at the time but I thought it might be kind of appropriate to turn up and just park this car next to that position, just take it in for the moment, because Mark Boland wrote the immortal rock and roll line, I've got a Rolls Royce, because it's good for my voice, which I ripped off in our song in the style of Mark Boland for Gareth Jones on Speed, which was called Mini Clubman, and we had the line, I've got a Mini Clubman, because it's good for my voice. But I decided not to. Uh, this car wafts along ever so nicely because it's so quiet. You find yourself going quicker than you realise. So you have to slow down. It's so quiet. And so at very low speeds, it is noticeably quiet. Deliciously quiet. And when you want a bit of playtime, by gum, that V12. Honestly, it's like... it's. You know, it's like it's like having a Merlin engine up front. It really is. Yeah, you get noticed driving a Rolls Royce, even in London, where you do see Rolls Royces on a daily basis. You do get noticed. I know this because there I was drifting through Battersea, where I used to live a long time ago, very quietly, listening to Elbow on the sound system which sounds rather good. You know, different cars like different types of music. I think this car quite likes elbow at the moment. I was enjoying the takeoff and landing of everything. And I arrived at a set of traffic lights like I'm sitting at now, just a moment ago. And a chap pulled up alongside me in a scooter. Older guy. And uh, smiled, waved, put the thumbs up, and instructed that I should wind the window down with the traditional hand signal rotating so I knew he was an older man because a young person would never think of a manually wound window good lord so I wound it down cautionarily but he was smiling nicely and friendly and said nice car you want to swap with me he was riding a little Honda 90 or something I said yeah alright go on then I always fancied a moped and he said Okay, first you have to tell me how much you give me on top to make this deal. I said, I'll give you another £200,000, knowing that that's the price of this car. And he said, uh, not good enough deal. Goodbye. And rode off. <laughs> nice guy. Fair play to him, appreciating the visual uh, opulescence. Is that a word? the visual opulence of 
this white Rolls-Royce Wraith par. Gareth Jones on speed. Don't worry, sir. I'll take care of that. Here we are, cruising along the M6 now at a cruise-controlled 58 miles per hour in a 60 mile per hour zone in a flipping Rolls Royce. <laughs> Still enjoying it. I'm several days into temporary ownership of this car now and I'm still enjoying it when I got to London the first thing I had to do of course was pick up Violet and Tycho and Indigo and take them for a woof round the corner in the car which they really really enjoyed most of all Tycho who kept shouting things like scree and twash and this is a wicked whip I'm not entirely certain what that means but if the Ute of Britain approve of a white Rolls Royce Wraith then that's got to be a good thing, isn't it? Got to be a good thing. Violet liked it. She did say initially, it's just a normal car. But after about 30 seconds, she looked at me again and said, this isn't a normal car, is it? No, it's not a normal car. <laughs> Nothing normal about this car. You know, 600 brake horsepower is not normal. 12 cylinders is not normal. Two turbochargers on your 12 cylinders is not normal. It's a... Uh, well, I was going to say a relic or a flashback to a bygone age, this car. But it's not. It evokes the spirit of Rolls-Royce, which, as you know, is exactly 100 years old. And it does that with its incredible sense of presence and grace. And little tiny details like the temperature controls for the driver and the passenger are these sort of rotary sliders which are pure 1950s silver shadow or something really it's a nice throwback and the column stalks they are as slim as they need to be they're not great big hulking things they're delicate things it's quite a delicate car it's a car that you could almost drive like Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. When they used to drive around in a Ford Model T, Oliver Hardy was usually at the wheel and Stan in the passenger seat. And Ollie would hold the steering wheel right at the top, you know, at just about midday, with both hands using his fingertips. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of how you drive this car. Although, listen, by the way, can you hear the Birmingham bumps? only just but even a Rolls Royce manages to flag up the Birmingham bumps as you go over the elevated section of the M6 over Birmingham past Fort Dunlop there are lots of expansion joints and every time you cross an expansion joint it goes bump 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 and this car I can hear them can't feel them I can hear them this car because it weighs two and a half ton has its own inertia and sort of floats along above the road and the wheels are in contact only because they have to be sir don't worry, sir, we'll take care of that for you. Where the wheels, sir? Yeah, my mate Vince, I stopped off with my friend Vince, who lives in Birmingham, to show him the car. And he went, oh, it's lovely, that, mate. Because he's not from Birmingham, he's a Londoner. Oh, it's lovely. Isn't that lovely? Isn't it lovely? And it is a lovely, lovely place to be. I'm looking forward to driving it in North Wales, because you can actually hurry this car around a little bit. The steering wheel loads up. You need a good old hoik to move it around it's a big steering wheel and it's a big car and so you muscle it and I did muscle it around a couple of roundabout exits a minute ago and by gum 
that 12 cylinder engine is there when you need it really adequate sir plenty sir it really is a remarkable car and it seems to get admiring glances as well you know people wave at you and smile and sort of doff their hat it seems to be unthreatening there still seems to be a respect for Rolls-Royce because you don't see them that often and if you do see a roller it's usually a wedding car or an older car but this one it's a modern interpretation of the Rolls-Royce but because it's so upright it's still very much a Rolls-Royce if you look at the Rolls-Royce grille you can see right through it and you can see the radiator behind there's such big gaps between the bars of the grille and inside the car as well you've got these vents which in some way reflect the style of the grille the air vents have got huge gaps between them and the control that turns it on and off is exactly like the stops on a church organ you know you literally pull out the stops you pull out the stops these chrome stops to open and close the vents I'm amazed that they can actually do that from a safety point of view have something which sticks out I don't know 15 millimeters away from the dash but they are round-ended and they do push back in so maybe that's how they're allowed to do that from a safety point of view and the dash is so elegant the three dials in front of me are fascinating there's the speedo in the middle this lovely white dial with a little light when you set the cruise control a little green light just illuminates the perimeter the circumference of the dial in the region where you've set the speed i can see at the moment it's set for 62 miles per hour because it's got adaptive cruise it will limit to the speed of the vehicle in front and maintain a distance so the truck i'm behind is doing 58 so i'm doing 58 that's fine the car will take care of it so these lovely three dials very interesting in the middle speedo on the right hand side a rotary dial with your fuel gauge on one half of the dial and your temperature gauge on the other half of the dial the third dial on the dash is something that's very interesting it says power reserve it's not a tachometer you know it's not the revometer as some people call it it just says power reserve at the moment 98 percent because i'm not asking it of anything if i boot the throttle which i can't really do because i'm in traffic at the moment it goes down to about 60 and you're launched at the horizon so what's all that about power reserve it tells you when you're using up all the capacity of the car at the moment the fuel gauge is showing about half full i've done about 136 miles from london i think when i filled it up it was about 72 liters so you could probably work out the mileage for me i'm guessing it'll get about 260 300 miles to the tank full you can work out the mileage before i can but i'm guessing it's probably around 20 yep it's expensive 20 miles per gallon but you know what they say about rolls royce if you have to ask how much it is or how much it costs to run you can't afford it and no i couldn't afford this car couldn't afford to drive it couldn't afford to run it or buy it but i'm enjoying having one for a little while and taking it to my hometown what a treat This car's got a really lovely head-up display as part of the tech package. I get information floating for me in a virtual image hovering just to the right 
of the spirit of ecstasy so at the tip of the bonnet there so my change of focus from the road ahead to the position of the information I need such as the speed limit what my cruise control is set for and what speed I'm actually doing along with instructions on direction from the sat nav displayed with a very clear floaty few arrows in different colors it's not just white you know there's orange there's red there's white there's green the full spectrum there is a lovely thing to have again another example of things being done really well and I've found that there's a slight bonus with the head-up display and that is if you're driving at an oblique angle where the sun is shining on the rear of the car in through the window from the side then it can obscure the great big screen in the middle of the car where all your controls are it's hard to see that in bright sunlight sometimes even though it's got a bit of shade depending on the angle and so you can rely on your head-up display to show you that information that you can't see on the screen very handy just a byproduct but really works if this car had a flaw and I fail to describe it as a flaw it's just there is one thing that it doesn't do as well as it does everything else and that's the ergonomics of the buttons and switches beautiful chrome switches but you've only got information as to what the buttons are for sort of carved in chrome on chrome so unless you know which button is which you're fumbling around a little bit to put your glasses on to focus and work out which is which you can read it but it requires a little bit of attention but you know this is a car that you keep for a long time isn't it i'm driving it for a week i'm having to familiarize myself with it very quickly a car that you keep for a long time after a while you don't need to read the buttons just like when you're turning on the rings in your oven you don't need to look at which control controls which ring you know instinctively you've done it every day for years and this is a car that you would keep for years so you'd know what those buttons stood for you just need to adapt to them learn them and make them yours I suppose so that's the only weak point in this car that I can detect everything else is well let's say peerless it's probably the best word I can come up with You know, I always like to try and identify the type of music that a car resonates to. You know, different cars suit different types of music. You've heard me say this before. And this Rolls-Royce, there are some types of music it's not too keen on. It doesn't really like electronic music. I played some John Fox, which I'm always happy to listen to. Didn't sound right. In fact, one John Fox track of mine sounded awful. I think it was a, an MP3 of a fairly low resolution stereo and so good is the stereo in this car no matter how loud you turn it up there is no distortion so good is the stereo in this car that it shows up any imperfections in recordings and that MP3 I was listening to sounded really squashy and compressed almost like listening to short wave radio really didn't work what does it like? It likes the Beta Band, it likes Gomez, it likes Elbow. Elbows sound particularly good, the way that they go really loud, then really quiet. It likes that. In fact, it likes almost everything I've played, with the exception of John Fox, curiously. Perhaps rejecting technology and the 80s, I don't know. But it likes the more gentle stuff, and it likes a good vocal, this car. There. Rolls-Royce cars like a good vocal. Now you know.
In fact, Rolls-Royce cars like a gentle vocal. That's what they like. There's a feature on this car I think should be essential on just about every car you buy, if I'm honest. Citroen know the value of that, Range Rover know the value of that, and Rolls-Royce know the value of that. And that is to be able to adjust the height of your suspension. If you can equip the car with height adjustable suspension, it does away with you having to have a 4x4. Because very often the main reason people choose a 4x4 is not for 4x4 traction just for increased ground clearance whether that's over a speed bump in town or a particularly gravelly muddy drive that is the way into your gateway and where you live in the countryside and there's a lot of that here in North Wales so every time I've approached Carol and Steve's place where I've been staying I hike the suspension up to the height and dribble down the limestone path and park it and it looks dramatic when it's on tippy toes Rolls Royce is one of the few cars that can stand a high riding body because they've got such large wheels and when they sit upright it gives you that is this car some kind of crossover feeling and of course as I've mentioned before Rolls Royce used to build cars that people would use in the days of the Raj to drive through India and go hunting and they were on unmade roads so a Rolls Royce car that's capable of going anywhere is very Rolls Royce and I like that about it I like a tall car it adds to the presence of this car I don't think I've ever ever experienced a car with more presence than this Rolls Royce perhaps because it's white perhaps because it's upright but definitely because it's a Rolls Royce and people go ooh they coo around it there's never been a well it's a bit much isn't it just people appreciate it because people appreciate the finer things in life and Rolls Royce would argue that their car is the very finest things in car life they also say that the Rolls Royce is the best car in the world sir I don't know if that's true but to be honest I can't think of a better car so maybe it is true Maybe Rolls-Royce is the best car in the world. Gareth Jones on speed. The sound of silence. Do you like the hushed tones that you use when you're talking in a Rolls-Royce? I'm sitting in a little part of North Wales called Mochtre, Pig Town. That's right. <laughs> and with me is one of my oldest friends in the entire universe, Carol, who I've been chauffeuring around a little bit, along with a great number of other people. You worked out Family the total. Family and friends, probably about 12 people, <laughs> I reckon. Oh, no, we haven't taken my mother yet. No, we're, we're just... We're going to go and pick her up, yeah. aren't we, Gary? We're actually having the car cleaned, because it's been up in the muddy hills of Wales. It's had coal in it, that's why. <laughs> coal in the boot. You put coal in a Rolls Royce, Gary. I think a hundred... What were you thinking <laughs> Well, we were mindful, like you said, we put plastic bags down first, yeah. yes, and it coped very well with, I don't know, a hundred weight of coal Extra. and two bags of get up the Suckenham Pass, did it? <laughs> it coped very well. And so we're having the car clean to go and pick up Carol's mother as I go off to do another project in a minute, because in 24 hours this car goes away. 
I've enjoyed it. I've made sure all my friends and family have enjoyed it vicariously and directly. You love it, Carol, don't She's you? She's beautiful. I love her. She's sleek, gorgeous, sophisticated, very Lady Penelope, Gareth. Yeah, bang on. Yeah. Bang on. Yeah. yeah, Penelope, you wanted to call her. Mm-hmm. That's right. I call her par at the moment. I think Penelope might be better. She's very cool and She's sophisticated. Beautiful. beautiful. Amazing. The effect that you get driving around in a Rolls Royce. I think I've said people let you out at junctions. People wave, don't wave, they? Wave and they smile. Yeah. And they look as if to say, who's driving that? Yes, I know. Are you famous? I was stopped for an autograph at a motorway station when I stopped for a wee because someone saw me getting into the car and came over to say, are you famous? Oh, dear. I don't get that driving around in the jungle. Oh, you're a very nice car. Oh, thank you very oh, much thank indeed. You. Yeah. Isn't she beautiful? Uh, you finished? No, now, but uh, you pay me because I go. Okay. Yeah, All right. I've got to go and pay for the cleaning. Excuse me, we'll continue this conversation in a moment. How about that then, eh? We now have an incredible... Shiny car. <laughs> it's sparkling, Did you notice it? the way he lovingly cleaned the spirit of ecstasy? Yes, gently. Gently, like as if she was a real lady. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting what you said. You've responded to this car in a very feminine way. You described her as feminine throughout. And mm. it's quite sensuous, the way that you're reacting to the car. I see you stroking the leather. Oh, the leather's beautiful. It's white, it's luxurious it's lovely yeah. it makes you want to use a Roger's thesaurus to get some fantastic new words for luxurious <laughs> well I think that's the Rolls Royce almost effect. succulent succulent that's I a say, good word I, isn't it I say peerless peerless that works for this car honestly the ability of this car is peerless let me tell you a little bit about the tech on board before okay. we have to end this programme but it's got a couple of things on this car I adore they used to call them suicide doors we don't call them that anymore we call them carriage doors because they open like a handsome cab you know they hinge at the rear these enormous thick doors you have buttons to open them close them electronically and it's another example of don't worry we'll take care of that for you sir you know Rolls Royce and uh, oh look there's a funeral cortege going the other way Hey, Wales. Oh, one of them smiled. Oh, it's a Rolls Royce. Really? <laughs> Even funeral cortages smile. I'm burying my father, but hey, it's a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> you cruel girl, cruel, but true. Um, those doors make getting in and out a lovely, elegant ballet for men. You tend to sort of stand and rotate and sit down, bum first, and then put your feet in. And similarly, when you're getting out, you rotate on your bum, put both feet on the ground and stand up. It's a lovely... Inspired by fashion. Yeah, that's what it says on the door. It says on the door, the wraith, inspired by fashion. Yeah, so it allows people to wear fashionable clothing and get in and out. Now, in the last few minutes as we drive towards Carol's mother's house, maybe we should record picking her up. Do you think we should see what she says when you take a nice old lady for a ride? (laughs) Now, I owe Carol's mother a huge debt because I recently made two programmes for Radio Wales and Carol's mother did the bit at the end of the programme that mimics the bit at the end of Gareth Jones on Speed. You know where we say, Gareth Jones on Speed was made in London by Whiz Bang? Well, I did these programmes called Rocking the Gogs and I got Carol's mother, who has the most delicious, lovely North Walian accent, to say... Rockin she loved the go- doing it, you know. She was amazing at it. What a performance. <laughs> and she said, Rockin' the Gogs was made by Gareth Jones for Whiz Bang. Beautiful. And was a Radio Wales production. It was the way she said production. Yeah, was lovely, perfect. Wasn't it? Yeah. So we'll talk to her. The final thing about the tech, I've mentioned the fact that the gearbox is always in the right gear because 
it is talking to a GPS signal and it knows the elevation of the road coming so it puts the car in the gear I've never even noticed that this thing's got a gearbox it's just one silken delivery Tesla like as people say and that's fair comment but of the many cars I've driven with degrees of autonomy and safety features the safety features in this car are peerless it does an amazing thing in that you know it will auto brake if you're getting too close to someone else and normally those things are either too late because you've already braked yourself or they're too sensitive they go off yes I know I'm monitoring it and the auto sensors in this are perfect peerless it auto brakes a microsecond before I was about to and I love that I think that is bang on very bang intelligent on. it is an intelligent car mm. isn't it I think, clever lady you know intelligent people buy Rolls Royces because they know what they like and they go to Rolls mm. Royce and want something that's the best mm. and got, she looks after you she does yeah she? with her stability with control warm seats warm seats yeah she's lovely you look up in the night sky it's quite an experience and quite possibly something I will never ever match here on Gareth Jones on Speed it's been an absolute pleasure thank you Rolls Royce for this this is their gift for 10 years of Gareth yeah. Jones on Speed looking forward to the next Good 10 old Rolls Royce and yes we will hear a little bit from Carol's mother maybe after the music but I'll leave you with this thought for the moment there are many great things about Rolls Royce the status that you imagine it brings you driving around the peerless engineering that affection that people have for it. It occupies a different space to a lot of cars. But something I've discovered recently, that quite possibly the very, very two best things about Rolls Royces are, one, they're quite rock and roll, aren't they? It's a rock and roller. Mm. And second very of all, much so. whilst Mr. Royce was an Englishman, Charles Rolls turns out to have been a, a Welshman. Welshman. Yeah. Whoa. Born in Barclay Square in London to landed Welsh gentry, a very proud Welsh family from Monmouthshire. And he was an active Welshman in lots of Welsh societies. And, did he uh, speak Welsh? I don't think he did. Mm. But that wasn't unusual for the age in which he lived in when the Welsh language was under threat yeah. by the advance of the Industrial Revolution, which was carried via the... English language, that was the language of the revolution the mm. language of the empire if you like so there we go the very best thing about this car is rock and roll and a little bit Welsh and you know what that actually suits me perfect of course it does <laughs> you've been listening to Carol Summers, say to our Carol ta-da and me Gareth Jones as we go and pick up Mona and let's see what she has to say about being chauffeured around in a Rolls Royce. Share the love, I say, share the love. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. This is fantastic. We've arrived at Carol's mum's house and she's all up for a bit of coming for a ride in the Rolls Royce she knew it was in the neighbourhood because one of my friends had taken a picture of it and published it on social network and networks being networks she's seen the picture and she's putting on a headscarf and the phone rings it's her 
other daughter, Chris, Carol's sister. Shall we come round and pick you up in the Rolls Royce? She says, yes. No, no, we'll collect you there so your neighbours can see you getting in. This is funny. This is what happens when you've got a Rolls Royce. It's great fun. Oh, I just came out to the car to get the record. And, oh, thank you. Thank you. Hello. I locked myself out. Tim Barod? You don't want me to do the gogs here or something? No, actually, do you know what? I might ask you to do the very end of the programme because you've got such a great voice. Oh, I don't think so. Yes. We might just have the end of this Gareth Jones on speed. You can say the last words. I'll tell you what to say because you're good at that. Right, here she is. Isn't it nice? Oh, it's super. Isn't she beautiful? Oh, absolutely. Hey, I've never been in a Rolls Royce. Have you never? No. I'd only been in one. Look, and just to prove it is a Rolls Royce, stand still a minute. Watch this. You know, these you have the spirit of ecstasy on yeah. the top there, the flying lady. If I press that button. Yeah. Here she comes. Oh. Pops up out of the bonnet. Lovely. Oh, it's truth. Okay. <laughs> hey, I am going for a ride in this. How about that, Paul? <laughs> Doesn't happen every day, does it? Oh, God. In your dreams. It won't happen again, either, I don't think. Now. It's lovely, that. Eh? She's lovely. lovely. It's something, isn't it? Lovely. Now, sit down, bum first. White. Yes. Hey. She's in. Excellent. Carol, are you going around the other side? Oh, yes, you need pictures. We're doing photos. Can I have a smile, Mum? Oh, that's lovely. That's great. Right. Can you reach the... Yeah, I'll take care of that for you, madam. There's okay. a seatbelt. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. I'll close the door for you, but don't worry, I'll, I'll take care of that. Oh. She's loving it, isn't she? She's loving it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, Carol, you jump in the back. Or does it shut on its own? It shuts on its own, the door, yeah. Oh, it's only two doors. Yes, it's oh. a coupe. And uh, here we go. Nice. Oh, isn't it? Posh, I hope I see a lot of people and no one that way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's this man I'll wait to. Wait him anyway. Wait yeah, to sure him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you went back. Yeah. If you go up here and then you can come down Christine's Road. Right, going up because it's one way going down the hill. So here we are driving around the tops, we call it, don't we? Upper Colwyn Bay. Yes. Yeah, nice around here. Upper Heights. Well, not really. No, the heights are up on the top of the world, so you should have gone down that way. Now you tell me, I'm past the... You're enjoying the experience, aren't you? (laughs) We'll go round the block. Yeah, just go round the next town. This one. We're in no hurry, are we? Quiet enough for you, madam? Oh, isn't it lovely, eh? How does it compare to your car? Oh, my car's fit inside it. This is stairs, isn't it, on the left here? It's just in front of this car. In front of this car? Okay. Oh, I can slide this in anywhere, right. Right, shall I go in and collect Christine from the door? Alright, stand by. What a treat! (laughs) It's got everything. Ever my sister practical. This in Morrison's car. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I haven't shown my mum the umbrella. Oh, I'll show the umbrella. This the umbrella trick. Yeah, I'll show you. The trouble is with these doors, you do need a wide car parking space to get in and out. 
but watch this. Now, we're not getting out, madam, oh. but if you were to get out, madam, yeah. and the weather was a little inclement, don't worry, we'll take care of that. Simply press this button here, madam, yeah. and out of there pops. And the ball good grief. So there we go, madam. No need to soil yourself in any way. <laughs> we'll take care of that, madam. <laughs> right, let's get Chris in. Yes, Christine, just yes. get in your Rolls Royce. Are you looking to yes. see that I'm getting in the Just get in your Rolls Royce, Christine. Like we couldn't get any more people in. Diamond. Look at the roof. Oh, oh my goodness. Hell, it's better than working. Do you know what? You had to get out to open your boots. I d- well, there is, a, there is a button somewhere, oh, but the truth is I haven't had a minute to find it just oh, yet. Um, there is a way of doing I this. I have to uh, turn my ignition oh, cup holders! Cup holders! <laughs> well, oh, she has my a thing God. about cup, cup holders, holders in cars, Gareth. Rear cup holders, there's a nice pair the there. car by the quality of oh, the cup holders. That's not... No, but how many they've got. Oh, I can't go so now. Uh, you just push it again. Push it forward, that's it. Oh. That's it. It's These are the way that the covers cover the yeah, cup holders. What do you think of the beautiful leather upholstery, Chris? It's lovely, isn't, isn't it? smooth it? and lovely. Oh, How old is it? Uh, about 6,000 miles. It's brand new. I don't know that in time. <laughs> <laughs> About six months. Oh, I, I don't know that in time, I understand. <laughs> hey, you look like the butt. You got to remember. <laughs> Good. You got Mam- to remember my mum is used to when, speaking Welsh. Yes, of when course. Did you have a butler last month? A, a what? A, a butler. butler. You know, he's a the butler. Oh, he's the driver. Oh, hang on, Parker. Yes, you've got it. <laughs> so do we have time to drive uh, to Tandidno or are we going straight back to Colin Bay, Gareth? We'll go up the hill yeah. and we'll look at the view and we'll turn round. Okay. And I can show you how amazing this thing is if you're going up hills. It goes up like a rock. Come on, Gareth. I've got G-force. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Promenading, that's what we're doing, isn't it? Gliding along the prom yeah, in a car that drives itself. Yeah. It's a pity they didn't have a drive-in cafe where everybody was having coffee round us. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I you knew the ball. <laughs> Listen, we're just going to go and float around and have some fun in this, but before we go, Mona, I wonder if you do me a favour. Oh, At the end of this programme, we always have a voice that says, Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whiz Bang. Oh, God. Can you remember that? Oh, God. Gareth Jones on Speed is <laughs> made in London. And I've got to put a Welsh accent on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could just talk. You oh. just do it in your voice. No, everyone else has to be quiet. Right. Go on, Mona. <laughs> Gareth Jones on speed is made in London by Whizbat. Hooray! Gareth Jones on speed!